Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the show, After Hours, with Depot and Luby, Jeff DeForest, Michael Luby, Lubitz with you, Believe Podcast Network, and over our many years of doing terrestrial radio in South Florida, this gentleman became one of our favorites, and uh, of course was a big fan favorite every time we announced that we were going to have this particular man on the program, uh, the crowd would go wild, they really would, much like they did on opening night, when he was announced in the starting lineup for the original Miami Heat, 1988, they lost their first 17, but it was not the fault of this man. (laughs) who is the pride of the state of Michigan and now part of the Detroit Pistons broadcast team, we welcome to the show the great Grant Long with us here on After Hours with Depot and Luby. Grant, how are you, my friend? Man, after that introduction of what, how can I be anything but great, man, I feel <laughs> I did have something to do with those 17 losses. I, I played a part, I guess. I was there. I did play a part. I had a role in it. <laughs> Well, it took you guys 17 games to realize that if you tossed the ball into the low post there to Ronnie Cycli, it wasn't coming back out. That was uh, literally the Bermuda Triangle of basketball. And, and that's exactly what happened. That's how we won on that 18th try. That's great. <laughs> yeah, great, great stuff. Uh, that was an interesting season. Uh, now, uh, you know, that, that's always uh, tremendous. I mean, uh, John Feinstein has written a book. He was with us here on Believe. Uh, on our first show, and uh, he had this season on a brink. Uh, the season on a brink uh, was a great book uh, following Indiana basketball uh, when it wasn't going particularly well for Bobby Knight. Uh, we, we always joke about this, and we've joked with you about this in the past. Uh, the original coach of the Miami Heat, Ron Rothstein, had, had a full Jewish afro when the season began. <laughs> yep. And uh, all of a sudden, I mean, he, he was bald as an eagle by the time he got to uh, midseason. But what, what was that year like for you, Grant Long? It had to be a very interesting campaign in your NBA career? Well, you know what? I-, I can guarantee you it was not as stressful for me as it was for Coach Rossi. Uh, <laughs> he came in. The first day we saw him, I think he had an afro pick in the back of his head and had a nice little pumped hair afro. And like you said, by the time the season was over with, it was like he, he was doing the comb over. It was, he had lost so much hair. It was pretty bad. But, but for us as players, for us as players, it was great, man. We were having the time of our lives. In South Florida for the first time, what what could be better? Yeah, we could win some more games. Obviously, that would help. But with their professional athletes in South Florida, what could be better? I remember asking in an interview with Ron Rothstein on one of our radio shows, uh, what were you thinking when you saw uh, Jim Rowinski go to the free throw line, possibly with a chance to win a game? And he said, I wasn't thinking. I was looking for the exit. (laughs) (laughs) So that exact line. (laughs) That's a pretty good one there. (laughs) Things got better quickly for the Miami Heat, though. Uh, You you guys uh, rounded into form, eventually became a playoff team while you were part of the organization. Uh, And uh, that had to be a lot of fun, uh, uh, being a part of, uh, you know, an expansion franchise uh, that was kind of quickly coming into its own. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, today they call it 
uh, respecting the process. I think the Philadelphia 76ers coined that phrase, the process. And yes. we were the 20-year process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Decades. We, we went through the process, and uh, it, it was great to finally start winning some basketball games, man, because we worked so hard to get to that point, and all of a sudden we get the benefit of getting into a playoff situation and you would think it was a booby prize because we got Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Talking with Grant. Yeah, that was uh, that was tough. Now, now was Jordan over in the Bahamas uh, during that series? <laughs> I, I seem to recall maybe uh, going to one of those games. And, uh, you know, Jordan went like six for 33, somehow managed like 31 points. But it turned out uh, he, he had just, uh, you know, taken a seaplane and uh, landed in Miami uh, like an hour before the game after gambling for 36 straight hours. Now, you know what? That doesn't sound far-fetched. I know he played 36 holes of golf before one of the games. He actually, he came on the court and he told us that. He said, listen, I've been playing golf all day, and if you guys don't give me any resistance, we'll make this real easy. And I think he was had a pretty bad first half, and it was Willie Burton who was kind of talking smack about kind of shutting him down. In the second half, he came out and just, okay, I'm going to turn this thing up when you guys can't go and Game, game over, lights out, and it was it was it was a runaway game for the Bulls in the second half. Grant and I want to after playing thirty six holes with golf. Of course, only Jordan. <laughs> um, I, I but I, I find it I, this is actually interesting. I mean, we've talked to you a lot, but we're down here in South Florida, and this is after hours with Defoe and Luby. Uh, and you can always check us out on our daily show, ionchannel dot com slash the dash Defoe dash show. Uh, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday in the morning. And we're here each and every day on the Believe Podcast Network, talking with one of our favorites out of Detroit, playing in the NBA, a college basketball star, the one who Grant Long, now with the Detroit Pistons broadcast team. But the word rebuild, we talk about so much down here with the Dolphins and the Marlins, and we've had the Panthers go through a rebuild and all that. You're in Detroit, where you now work for a team that's been in a rebuild after a really successful early 2000s run. You were with the Thunder when they went from being young pups to being a perennial contender, when you're with the Heat, you're with a team that is going, quote-unquote, through the rebuild, right? They're an expansion team trying to win. We always talk about the anatomy of it from the execs. As a player, do you feel pressure? Okay, we have to win. Like, how does it feel as a player? Because, again, your job's on the line each and every day. You're not really guaranteed anything when it comes to sports. As a player, like, when you're going through expansion or rebuild, how do you? what does it feel like as a team? Well, I think for the players, it's always a great situation because we're, we're, we're living on our dream. Remember, we're playing in, uh, in professional basketball. I mean, what could be better? So, you know, you, you hear all the outside noise about, well, they should continue after losing 17. How about losing 17 more? And maybe we can get the first, the first pick in the draft. So you hear all yeah. of that kind of noise. But as far as players are concerned, we, we, we want to continue to play. We want to try to win basketball games because that, that's what we're there for. Now, it may be an organizational point of view to, hey, maybe if we could do this and do that, we could get an extra ping pong ball in the hopper there uh, come June when it's time for the selection of the draft. But the players typically will never have anything to do with that. We're always taking the floor to compete at our highest and to win basketball games. Yeah, the tanking never really worked, no. especially if you were the Clippers and you had Elgin Baylor <laughs> attending the draft lottery party where, wow, you, you talk about uh, bad luck. A great player. I loved Elgin Baylor, and he recently passed away, one of the greats of all time. And yet uh, you, you would always see that stunned look on his face as the Clippers were stiff with, like, the number four pick, <laughs> even, though, even though they had the worst record in basketball, like, six years in a row. Uh, 
a lot of interesting things happening. What, what would you do if you were the Philadelphia 76ers with Ben Simmons? Is that, in your opinion, Grant Long, a fixable situation? You know what, or I, I, does he have to go I, elsewhere? I've given that a lot of thought. And, you know, I, I, try to, I try to come at it from a different perspective. Obviously, I'm a former player. So I'm going to always side kind of with the player. But at the end of the day, I look at it and say, what, what would I do? Because I remember holding out for my contract issues when I was with the Miami Heat. I held out this, you know, maybe six, seven, eight games of the season because I was holding out in a contract dispute. So I understand that part of it. But what I don't understand is he is under contract and he is obligated to play. And basically, he's, he's pouting like a kid. Hey, they don't want me here, so I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to play. He was practicing the other day with a cell phone in his pocket, <laughs> waiting for a call to say, hey, you got traded. Walk out of there. You know, you, you, you just can't do that. If you're going to be around your team, you have to be with your team. You can't be detrimental to that team. And remember, we're talking about the process that they talked about. He was supposed to be part of that process yep. when it got to a contending team, and now he's not. Now he's, he's not even around. So his teammates are looking at him like, hey, man, you're supposed to be here. Forget what everybody else is talking about, the outside noise. We've invested in you as a team, as teammates we have. And you're supposed to be here practicing with us, giving us everything that you have. Unless something changes when you get traded, we understand that. But as long as you're part of the Philadelphia 76ers, you're supposed to be here in the trenches with us. And that's the disheartening part about it. He's sitting on the sidelines and he's pouting. And if I'm the organization, I don't trade him. I'm not going to give you what you want because you're pouting on the sidelines. You're going to play for me. If you're not going to play for me, you're not going to play at all. That's my stance. Okay, so I understand youth doesn't always serve well, when, especially the NBA. We've seen, you know, the, speaking of the Pistons in the 80s, they had to go through the Celtics through the Lakers. You had those Bulls who had to go through the Pistons and the Celtics and the Lakers. So youth usually has to make a climb. But we've also seen being super old doesn't, serve well either talking about the Pistons again when they made the resurgence their most recent title came against the Los Angeles Lakers who went old speaking of the Lakers going old you say the names Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James and Anthony Davis and that's a great team in the 2010s the problem is it's 2021 have the Lakers aged out like have they gotten so old that it's sort of scary and at some point injury will be a factor the entire season uh, I, I, I let me say this first Luby. I've already said I don't. I don't think it'll be the Brooklyn Nets or the Los Angeles Lakers who will win a championship. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's because the Lakers are too old, but I guarantee you they'll give a new definition to load management because <laughs> they can't play all those guys. <laughs> they're gonna. They're gonna load manage themselves probably right into a low seed in the playoffs. And as, as they're spluttering out of the gate right now, they're still trying to figure it out. And people are giving them that leeway to figure things out. I just don't understand what you have such high-caliber players, how come you need time to figure it out? That's why they're high-caliber players, because they do figure it out sooner than everybody else. So I'm wondering why they're sputtering. Is it something else that's going on internally? Or as you said, alluded to, maybe they are just a little bit too old or long in the tooth to compete this early in the season, and maybe they're just waiting to get into the playoffs. You know, if, I, if I'm them, maybe the number one seed is not so important. We just need to get in. With the, with the group that we have, we just need to get in. Grant Long, the great Grant Long, original member of the Miami Heat, longtime NBA player, and now a commentator and an analyst of the Detroit Pistons television crew. And that's been a little bit of a rough go with us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby on the Believe Podcast Network. 
Uh, all right. Uh, you know, this is uh, always interesting to me because uh, this man was uh, perceived to be kind of strange. Uh, but s- somewhere on Lovetron, <laughs> and we've talked about this, uh, Daryl Dawkins has to be laughing, uh, thinking, you thought I was weird. <laughs> what do you have to say about Kyrie Irving? Right. <laughs> I think that's the question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, Grant's waiting. <laughs> he, he's a new breed of odd, is he not, as an NBA player? I mean, never mind. Simmons sulking, that's not uncommon, I guess. Uh, you've seen guys sulk, I'm sure, Grant, uh, in your lifetime, uh, playing high school, college pro ball. Uh, guys uh, that aren't playing or getting the time they want or getting the, the kind of action, the number of shots, uh, they might uh, tend to sulk, which is always uh, a poor character uh, issue. But um, what do you make of Irving? I mean, uh, how would you characterize that situation? You know, that's that's always a difficult balance because this is his personal choice, and I, I respect and understand that. That's his personal choice. But here's what you have to understand. If Kyrie Irving is not the NBA, he works for the NBA. The NBA is a is a privately held company. They can make their rules. Their, their rules can be fluid, if you will. They can change them today and do something different tomorrow. So if they're telling you the rules of this organization, of this corporation says you have to be vaccinated, then that's what you have to do. If you don't, if you don't want to, I respect that. But then you, you've got to go find a place to work where they allow you to make that, or to, to give you that choice. Working here, we ask that all of our employees be vaccinated. So that's where, you know, if, if he's going to stand his ground, so to speak, then back away and don't play anymore. But the team that he works for, they have the right to say we want our employees vaccinated. Well, you can always find a job in uh, Latvia or something uh, where they need a guy who could take it to the cup uh, like uh, Irving can. And it's unfortunate, too, because we were looking so much forward to seeing uh, another big three configuration uh, with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving uh, may be the most effective of those three players. Uh, you know, Durant, obviously, is still very good. Uh, Harden's been struggling a little bit. But uh, Irving uh, could definitely be the uh, third component there right? and or maybe the primary one that would make that team a contending team. All right, uh, final thing here, uh, Grant Long. We always appreciate you coming on the show. Real happy to have you here on uh, After Hours. Would you consider Sacramento to be basketball purgatory? I, I know you said you're following your dream, you're playing in the pros, but if somehow you end up on the Kings roster. Is that a reason to uh, just uh, maybe try to find your way to the San Andreas Vault and stay there until the ground starts <laughs> No, I wouldn't say that, at least during the time that I was playing. And remember, you got the big cowbells going on in the arena, yeah. that kind of thing. When they, when they were very good, it was a very difficult place to play. They haven't been very good in a very long time. So I would imagine, as you mentioned, that might be the NBA purgatory because they're just not very good right now. And uh, But again, I'll always go back to, if that's your dream to play in the NBA, I'd rather play there than play over in, and it's no knock to Israel. I'd rather play yeah. in Sacramento than playing in Israel somewhere. All right, uh, Detroit off to a rocky start. And, and you were telling us last year that these guys were hustling and playing very hard, and they had a good young nucleus, even though the record didn't necessarily uh, indicate that. Uh, we're sort of seeing a little bit of that. Well, I guess uh, the Pistons don't have to worry so much because you have Dan Campbell there with the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> and our big concern is that this guy is going to have some kind of animal sacrifice as one of his motivational uh, meetings with the team. Uh, but uh, they must be uh, gathering a lot of attention. But at least they play hard, so so there's some hope. Uh, so what's happening with your Pistons team so far? 
Well, they're, they haven't won a basketball game yet, but they've been very competitive. Uh, they have not had a chance to put out the number one pick, Cade Cunningham. He's been injured, so he's not played with the team through the preseason, so he's not played any regular season games as well. So there's still a great anticipation of what the team will look like when he takes the floor with everybody that's there with the young nucleus. They're the third or fourth youngest team in the NBA, so obviously there's going to be some growing pains. But that's what everybody's anticipating. They're waiting for Cade Cunningham to heal up from his ankle injury, join the team, and then Coach Casey will understand just what he has, what kind of team he has moving forward. But still, the optimism is very, very high. Grant, always a pleasure, my friend. Hope you'll be a frequent visitor Grant, here man. our After Hours and our show on ION Channel as well and the other various platforms that we're on. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure, my friend. You guys, have me back anytime. You're the best, Grant, man. Be well. Thanks. You're a great American. Thank you very much, uh, Grant Long, ladies and gentlemen. Grant's great, too. And, uh, wow, I mean, you, you talk about uh, racial profiling. And they always uh, use the example of uh, a black man is driving an expensive or upscale vehicle uh, through uh, a, a neighborhood uh, in in the city that he happens to be uh, living in or driving in. Uh, in this case, Grant Long was once on the air with us on our uh, terrestrial radio show and, and was pulled over by the cops for, for driving through a neighborhood yep. for no reason. Yep. And, uh, you know, I was one of the, uh, he wasn't the first guy, I guess, that uh, was being arrested while he was on the show with us. But uh, <laughs> there was no get arrest arrested. made there, and a real upstanding arrested. gentleman. It was a pleasure having him on the show. Pleasure having you guys with us here on After Hours, Defoe and Luby. Yes, we'll do it again uh, tomorrow. And it's always great being with you. Thanks to all the people, Believe Podcast Network, for checking us out. And if you want more uh, of our stuff, uh, you can catch our live show on ionchannel.com. And that runs every day from 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. Always a lot of fun there. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way with distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, it's time has come. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.